When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Deadline Dilemmas ahead of game week 10. Um, my name's Rich, this is Fantasy Football Scout and don't forget to like and subscribe on the video if you're watching. And there's two people here today. Obviously, as always, there's Praz who's rushed back from, from work, I believe, Praz. Um, yeah, I'm traveling. So yeah, there was a dinner um, and this is my hotel room and, uh, you know, welcome to Scoutcast. This is Seb. Sorry, I mean, this is Praz and Deadline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, welcome, thanks. Andy. No sub, no sub this week, and yet we've got Andy, who's recovered from his mystery illness. Yeah, mystery illness. Yeah, I was. I didn't know who I was on Monday, <laughs> but I'm feeling much better now. But yeah, thank you so much. I obviously reached out and said I hadn't been on a stream all week, and uh, you guys were were lovely enough to say, "Yeah, come and join us." Everybody else declined, so thank you guys. Yeah, it was it was killing you, wasn't it? You had one of the best game weeks of the season, or best two game weeks in a row, and you couldn't flex your rank. So <laughs> I know it's terrible. No one would have me. <laughs> I know, but we managed. We managed to squeeze you in just in case Praz's internet didn't hold up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's weird doing all the buttons with you, with you on the stream. But I'll try and not show myself up like I did on Monday. Um, no it's, pressure. It's, it's a big week because I'm me and Praz are on wildcard, and Andy, you've obviously got a dilemma with one of your transfers as well. So Praz, should we begin with wildcards? That's going to be the main bit, isn't it? Yeah, or we can start with Andy's team and just you know brush it off because it's so super it's so beautiful. Good, isn't it? <laughs> it's better than our wildcard teams, and we can just say, okay, bye, Andy. Your team looks amazing. We know what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> you cause him to blush. Um, yeah, exactly. I think we should just get straight into the teams. Go on then. Go on. I think so. We're we're going to start with yours, Praz. So is this? Okay. Have you tinkered since you sent me it? I have not changed this team since Tuesday. But I'm constantly thinking about three spots, like literally, like in the morning I wake up and I want Mitoma and then I think, oh, I should have Diaby because he plays Luton and then I want Bowen and then I want Adingra and then I still want Palmer. So I'll talk through the team first. Um, so Ariola and uh, Stratosh, Strakosha um, is my goalkeepers and that doesn't change. So that's all fixed. Gabriel Simikas is, is fixed. Cash is, I would say, 99% fixed. Uh, and then I have the two problem spots, which is at the moment Gehi and Maguire, but it could be a 3.9 defender or someone else who we'll talk about. Then in midfield, fairly straightforward with Salah, Saka. I made my mind long time ago that I'll keep Sun, so Sun stays. And then these two spots that are, I'm still not even close, which is uh, Palmer and Bowen. Palmer and Bowen can be Gordon and Diaby. It could be Mitoma and Diaby. It could be, you know, Adingra and Mitoma and all other things in between. And then in attack, I have Haaland and Watkins. I think that's all set. But the third spot on Archer could be João Pedro, who's just scored. Uh, so I'm still, I'm still not set. And I'm still waiting for some epiphany of a press conference of somebody saying, oh, Pedro's starting tomorrow. Or no, Adingra is going to start the next four games. Most likely we'll get none of that. But that's that's where I am. And I think you've really nicely also shown in this table, which I had sent you, what budget I have and what I can enable. So I'd love for you guys to tell me, like, what do you think in terms of my options? I can go for 
Option one is I can go for a Martinelli, which is basically the high upside. But then the compromise is that my fifth midfielder is Palmer, who would who I'd have to play pretty much every week because my fourth defender is Maguire. Then the next option is I can go Bowen uh, for that fourth defender. And that Bowen could be paired with a Palmer or an Adingra, which would give me a decent bench as well. So that's basically what, what you see here. I could go Bowen and uh, and Palmer. And if, you know, 5 million defender becomes interesting, like in a Stupinan, I don't think he will. That's an option. Or I can go Bowen and a Gordon. I don't really love Gordon. So we, we should talk about him as well. But I'll just go through all the options. And then the last one is E, which is something that I'm very tempted by which is having Diaby and Mitoma, but no bench, no bench whatsoever, because I'd have Brathwaite, I'd have Charlie Taylor, Mubama. So it does scare me, but that 11 is probably the best that I can afford. So Andy, as a non-wildcarder, which option do you like? And, and in general, what do you think? I like the fact this team looks like my team after oh, two man. weeks. Get him <laughs> <out of here. laughs> just five minutes to mention it. Yeah. I had to say it. I had to say it. Um, <laughs> I like the general. I, I mean, the general make of the team is is how you would expect most wild cards to have gone this week. I would have thought you've got all those heavy hitters in there that you have to have. You obviously got the double Arsenal, which I think is integral now, considering then you know two of their next uh, three fixtures. I, I taught me through because Flappy's mentioned this a couple of times as well, and he praised you as some kind of a god, saying Maguire needs to be in our teams because he <laughs> solves a lot of our issues. I personally. Especially if you you know money is so ridiculously tight, and you're obviously finding this now. Two weeks ago, when our wild card, it, it was so hard fitting everybody in on under a hundred million. And I'm yeah. assuming, did you have the same? Was it under a hundred? I didn't even check. It's too depressing. Yeah, <laughs> but it'll probably um, be under hundred. So what what is it with Maguire? Is it just the fact he's playing? Because I no no no. I'm even looking at it and thinking I'm not even sure because obviously Varane's back now as well. Is he going to keep his spot? Obviously, he's playing okay at the moment as well, and he's getting a lot of plaudits. But, I mean, surely just knocking him down. You've got four other defenders there that are pretty good, haven't you? I do, but th this is the thinking, okay? Let me beautiful mind my defence with you. Uh, and people who are thinking <laughs> of a, of a, of a 4.5 defender, the reason why I like Gehi. So, first, let me talk about Gehi, and then I'll talk about where Maguire fits in. So, Gehi fits in really well because in my defense, pretty much everyone has Gabriel Cash and Simikas. I mean, if, if you're wildcarding and even if you're not, people are close to it. So, Gabriel plays Newcastle away in, in game week 11. That's when Gehi plays Burnley, right? Mm -hmm. Then I have Simikas who plays Man City. That's when Gehi plays Luton. And then I have Cash who plays Man City in game week 15. That's when Gehi plays Bournemouth. So, my three defenders... The one fixture that is terrible for them, Gehi's the man. He steps up mm -hmm. each of those three weeks. Now, where does Maguire fit in? When I have Palmer, I'm happy to play Palmer pretty much every week. Game week 12, he plays Man City. Who does Harry Maguire play in game week 12? Luton at home. So that's the thinking. That's the rotation that I'm trying to bring here. Of course, injuries come and spoil the whole thing. But that's why I've not gone for a Charlie Taylor. And I think if in that one fixture I can get away with not playing Palmer... I play I play Harry Maguire Luton at home, which is of all the things we are, I think Luton at home, I would still back us to keep a clean sheet. So that's mm. the thinking. It's interesting because I mean, just based on me, so this week, I've got two free transfers and I have zero wiggle room and trying to move to players I want with no money in the bank has been so tough to work out how to do it. And I just wonder whether that point three, even if you just keep it in the bank, could really help 
in a couple of weeks time when you're having to make a move to like I don't know whoever whatever player it is whatever fixture swing there is whether that's a better way rather than Maguire against Luton at home when it could be that he doesn't even play that game it's possible it, it's, it's possible. tough isn't it I get I get the rotation the rotation with Gway he's really nice because of when he you need him to play it works really nicely and that's why you know I went with Mitchell on mine because the Crystal Palace fixtures are quite nice and they're good defensively but yeah, I don't know. It just it shocked me when Flappy was texting me going, Maguire, Maguire is the answer. I, I, I wasn't was that what? big. I wasn't that big on it. But I was just <laughs> thinking, sure I mean, Prowse obviously mentioned Maguire and I was like, actually, that works. Because something I've been I've become really aware of, like, as the weeks progressed, is the defenders are actually quite bad. I started mm. the week, I was definitely, definitely going to have Trent no matter what. And I've, I've gone a little bit cold on that because it was Trent against Son. Um, and then, yeah, once I'd removed Trent, it became quite, and I've removed Trippier as well, because um, I think the time's right to do that. It, there's just not many defenders. I mean, I even have Luca Dean in in one of my teams for a, for a couple of weeks, and I mean, it's kind of annoying that Botman's out, but hopefully he drops to like four point six tonight. But we don't know how long he's out for, and even then, Newcastle's fixtures aren't aren't like amazing, are they? Um, and then they've got stuff like Tenali's been banned for ten months, so the defenders are bad. So really, looking at it, someone like Maguire has been quite tempting. The only worry I've got, I've got to be careful how I word this, obviously we have to drop how good Man United are in our heads, I mm. think. No, they're, they're rubbish. You yeah. can be... <laughs> Maybe I don't have to adjust what I say then. <laughs> but so just in my head, they're not at the level of obviously the top team. So I don't even think they're at the level of Chelsea defensively at, at the moment. No, so no, no. would just having like a Burnley defender... If they've got a good fixture, would it be that much worse than Maguire? Because you wouldn't have to probably take the risk on on minutes, for example, like Charlie Taylor. So I do wonder how far ahead of Charlie Taylor Maguire is, even if he's nailed, which which he's not. That's my only it's doubt in my mind. Them. It's when you need them, basically. Charlie Taylor, by the way, is playable in game week 11 as well. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> when when Gabriel has Newcastle, would you do that? I'm not sure, but he's playable. Um, and then the nice thing about him is in the in the blank game week 18, he plays Fulham away. away again, it's Burnley. But what I'm saying is, you it's not too bad. Whereas by yeah. game week 18, Harry Maguire may not start for Man United. I mean, I in fact I would say definitely he won't because Martinez could be back. There could be things change. He could himself be out of the team. So yeah, I get it. I think, but. Honestly, let's not talk about Harry Maguire. I mean, he's fine. He's he's the fifth defender. I wanted to have him just for two days, three days. Maybe I won't go with him. Because anyway, my main dilemma right now is I have bloody FOMO with Brighton. <laughs> They've just scored again. It's 2-0 to Ajax. And they're playing Fulham at home. And they're embarking upon a great fixture run. And this is for you, Rich. I'm telling you, you know, non-wildcarders are not going Brighton because they are basically shifting their Spurs assets for their Arsenal assets. They're skipping on Brighton and our edge is Brighton. Now, I know we shouldn't think like that, but in a world where there's not much difference between a Diaby, Mitoma, Bowen and Palmer and a Dingra and whatever, I really want Mitoma. I really want Mitoma. And so either that or you get a Mitoma plus Jao Pedro instead of a Bowen or you get an Adingra instead of a Palmer. Let's talk Brighton a little bit. What are you thinking in terms of uh, Brighton picks, Rich? So for my team, I mean, I don't have Matoma in my team at the moment either, but I actually would favour him to Bowen. I just find, you know, with those fixtures for Brighton, I just think I can see a lot more lot more goals um, like for Brighton. And 
but the one I'm really looking at, and it was before his goal today, it was Xiao Pedro, and it feels a lot like game week one. And obviously, I got stuck with him for quite a long time, trying to predict um, if if it'd start or not. I feel like there's the first couple of, I think it's game week 10 and game week 12 are the really, really good fixtures for Brighton. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I wouldn't even try and predict it. I think I'd just start Yao Pedro if I did it. And then I've been looking at all these different rotations, a bit like Praz has, you know, with the, with the midfielders. And I think he really does work. And I'm really, really tempted, even though my transfer value is horrific. But rotation with who? So there's a few, I mean, it wouldn't be a straight rotation. So I mean, one player, I've got Mbumo in, in my team because I think it's game week 13. We're going to want Mbumo from that stretch. So it's just trying not to book in a transfer. So I could bench Mbumo this week, start Yao Pedro. Then I can't, God, this is a good memory test. So th yeah, then I bench Yao Pedro. Um, sorry, no, I bench Mbumo. Then I play Mbumo at home to West Ham. Mm -hmm. And basically it's just, what I'll do, I'll put my team very quickly on the screen um, now there's two, so it's it's the one on the it's the one on the right. So yeah, I'd play Yal Pedro home to Fulham and bench in Bumo, and then it probably start him in the in the first three games. But there are you know there's some tricky fixtures coming up. I wouldn't ever bench like Salah. I wouldn't bench Saka away from Newcastle. And then if you look at my team on the left, the only difference is I'd have basically I'd have a Villa defender or I could have Yal Pedro. So I could play Luca Dean at home to Luton or I can have Yael Pedro at home to Fulham. I would almost flip it to you. Um, yep. At least I can share the way I'm thinking about Yael Pedro. I'm thinking of Pedro as you play him the week he doesn't play on Thursday. Like you just start him. It doesn't matter what his fixture is. And the week he plays Thursday, you take a call. Like this week, let's say you had Palmer, uh, Mbumo and Pedro. Maybe not Mbumo. I mean, not everyone is looking at Mbumo. Let's say my team, if I had... Diaby, Palmer, uh, and or Diab, sorry, Mitoma, Palmer, and Jao Pedro, which I can do because Bowen plus Archer is the same money as Mitoma plus Jao Pedro. So I could just say this week, Jao Pedro's played right now. I'm going to bench him, even though it's Fulham at home, because Palmer has a good fixture. I'm happy to play Palmer, and Mitoma is not a rotation risk. I think we need to put that out now. I think mm. Mitoma pretty much plays every game. So you just take a call then because Palmer is playable on pens. And Pedro is playable on pens. Whichever week Pedro is, you think is a rotation risk, you don't play him. I know it doesn't work all the time, but you could just do it that way. No, I, yeah. I agree. Because, I mean, Pedro will always play. I mean, every game this season, he'd, he'd come on for at least, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Always Even comes. when he starts, I think once he did make it to about 88 minutes, but generally he's subbed in like the 65 to 70 minute range. But then I was looking at Brighton's bench tonight. And I mean, who, I mean, Lalana's back on the bench, which is a bit annoying because part of why Pedro's stock had gone up was obviously Welbeck's out, we think, for a, a decent amount of time. Lalana had a knock as well, but obviously he's on, he's on the bench. But I look at big names, like big attackers who've been benched. It's only really Evan Ferguson. It looks like a full strength team. You've got Pedro, you've got Fatty. Surely Fatty, he's not played that much. Surely he's going to be benched this weekend. Well, they needed to go for it as well tonight, didn't they? They had to. Yeah. So yeah. this does look like a full strength team. Um, and maybe Ferguson's not fully, fully recovered. But I think Ferguson, even, I know it's an overused cliche, but even with 30 minutes because he's on penalties, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I'd like to think he, he plays. I'd want him to play. And all I'd be giving up with the team on the right is I wouldn't have a Villa defender against Luton. Yeah. I, I think if you get Pedro, I don't think you even do the rotations during those nice fixtures. I think you just play him. 
because I think we've said this on Scoutcast quite a few times, like you said, he'll come on for 25, 30 minutes and the amount of XG Brighton put up every single game as well, even if it's just in those last 30 minutes, he only needs to get a pen. He's done it twice this season, hasn't he, where he's come on and got a pen. And you just think, actually, if you're making those... I mean, they don't sound like that big of sacrifices, to be fair, if it's just a Villa defender and it's Luca Dean. But yep. if you're, um, yeah. But um, I, I wonder if you're, if you're going to get Pedro, I think you just play Pedro because you want him when nobody else has him. So if you're benching him in certain weeks, you're not really getting the benefit of having him either, I don't think. And those fixtures, what Everton away and Nottingham Forest away in 11 and 13, aren't that bad, are they? Um <laughs> No, so probably, I think you just play him. Probably rotation's the wrong word, but let's say let's say oh, that team on the right, let's say I do Mbumo up to Matoma, for example. Yeah. Then I can't bench anyone. Then I have to probably bench Palmer at home to Brentford, which seems awful, or bench Pedro at home to Fulham. So mm. what's the point in owning him? So I guess part of the benefit of this is I get to have Mbumo. There's a couple of decent fixtures. I know they've got bad fixtures, but he does rotate well. Then he's got, I think it's Luton. Like literally after Luton three or four weeks, well, definitely want him he's, in. He's got Luton in fourteen, but then the run's horrible. He's got Brighton away, Sheffield United away, which is fine. Villa at home, and then the blank. I think there's enough good fixtures, and I would carry. That's another thing. I would then carry him through the blank in preparation for the for the double. Yeah, could be benching him a lot though. Yeah, he'd be he'd be benched a, a fair amount. But then if, I, like I said, if I do Mbumo to Matoma, Mbumo to Diaby, there's no point having Pedro. No, there is point, Rich. I mean, you can also have a first solid first bench. And mm. like I said, you can just take a call on which Brighton player to start. They're going to keep playing midweek. Apart from the Carabao Cup week where they have a full week's rest. Mm. Look, I think I think Pedro's in the first team. I think this team playing today is the first team. I mean, maybe Ferguson instead of Fatty. But Ferguson is just... Something's not right. I mean, Deserby doesn't trust him still for 90 minutes. And he's not a... Reg- you can't say he's a regular starter. Which is why I think... For me, the order is still Mitoma. Then I still think Adingra because there's nobody else who can play on the right. So you, if you want oh, yeah, Brighton, yeah, yeah. you could just, instead of Palmer, have Adingra for four weeks while Palmer has difficult fixtures and then move him on. So I'm also thinking about that. Like in my draft, instead of Palmer, have Adingra and pair him up with Bowen. And that's okay. But then I also like Mitoma. It's tough. I mean, Brighton's fixtures literally finish. They're, they're beautiful up till game week 16. And then Chelsea's fixtures are beautiful from game week 16 onwards. So if you wanted to move from a Dingra to Palmer, that seems like a perfect time to do it. Because I can't imagine, apart from people on wildcard, too many people moving to Palmer. I know they've got he's gone up to five already, but if he's going to be this player that's on pens playing for Chelsea during that gorgeous fixture, and he's going to be worth more than five mil anyway. So I think that's I think that's a perfectly good move to make personally. I guess in theory, because we're on wildcard, we're gonna be like well quite well set. So I suppose yeah. we could also bring a, a Brighton midfielder in. I mean, let's say we decide, oh, I re- yeah, I really want a drinker, for example, we could then just do Palmer to yeah. him. Yeah. Like because I mean it's I don't want to jinx myself, but looking at future transfers, there's not really that many. And that's part of the reason why I've just kept Son just because yeah. everything I looked at was how do I get Son back at certain points. So it was just like, oh, we'll just keep Son. And mm-hmm. then I guess that allows you to have someone like Maguire because you could just use a transfer there. Um, I don't really have any planned transfers in. I mean, Praz, if I go back to your one, mm-hmm. do you have like a rough plan? Let's say you went with the one on the screen. Do you have like a rough plan of, of where you're going to be going? This is the biggest challenge with the wildcard this week is there is no transfer in the next two weeks because everyone has good fixtures over the next three. Mm. And what's worse is we'll be sitting with two free transfers. And you could just take the approach that, you know, 
stuff happens you know somebody will get injured or something will happen and i will get a transfer but as things stand no there's not a single transfer which is why you just start with a dingra if it doesn't work out he's benched for one game and palmer is continuing to do what he's doing he's still affordable especially if i take maguire down to charlie taylor i've got 0.3 in the bank for any palmer rises i think it's doable if you if i wanted to do it but then the question is is a dingra plus bowen as good as a mitoma plus diaby maybe not maybe then mitoma mm. plus diaby is the better player do you actually prefer bowen to mitoma like i know I, bowen's more I expensive but... i think they're similar i don't think there's a huge difference i think i slightly prefer bowen only because of better stats over the first eight games yeah and i guess i guess minutes as well although mitoma's minutes aren't aren't bad necessarily mm. I mean, Andy. Obviously, you're quite. You've got Bowen already. Do you? I mean, do you have a, as a non-wild card? Would you be looking at Brighton players? <laughs> well, no. Basically, because of what Praz just said, yeah. in terms of my priorities, <laughs> Arsenal's my biggest priority. Like, I've done everything this week to try and get Saka in, basically. And when I wild carded, it was Sonda Saka, and I just can't get rid of Son at the moment. So uh, it's going to be Madison to Saka. But it's it's been all about losing those Spurs to get those Arsenal. Um, there are a few people out there that are downgrading another midfielder to someone like Mitoma and getting Saka as well. Uh, I can't do that because I want to keep hold of the other midfielders. But um, I think it's it's been a secondary thing. It's People have been thinking, yeah, I want Arsenal and if I can get Brighton, lovely. But I do agree what Praz said earlier on in the stream saying that I think if you are on wildcard this week and you can fit a Brighton player in, they're going to be your kind of ace up the sleeve to go against what other people are doing, if that makes sense, which is quite nice. That's not the only reason you should do it, but it, it does seem like a nice time to be able to do it. Um, I was going to ask both of you as well, though. You've obviously only got one player each from the team that's top of the league that's attacking, that's got amazing assets in there as well, and obviously Son, and everybody's selling Spurs assets as well. Does that seem a bit counterintuitive to you at a point as well? Because there was a little bit today where I was thinking, I'm literally like my plan moves are getting rid of Madison and Poro and they've both looked amazing all season. And it just seems a little bit wrong, but it's all just about fixtures, I'm assuming, isn't it? I think it's quite, I mean, me and, um, I was going to say me and Son, um, me and Praz have both kept Son, at, you know, as as it stands, which I think in itself was, I didn't find it an easy decision. I really, I, I mean, I almost sold him the other day and I'd have lost all my value. So I'm glad I didn't do that. Um, but so I feel just having Son is probably more than enough. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the fixtures aren't the best, but then the, the thing is Spurs did in the last two game weeks, what we expected them to do. They beat Luton and Fulham. Um, and you know, before that, I didn't, I don't think many people had a lot, you know, they played Liverpool and Arsenal. So we got on Spurs and we're getting off Spurs. This is the season. You play fixtures. Yeah. I mean, Madison, you know, Saka's better than Madison in Sheffield United at home. We hope. But you never know. Madison might score a goal and Saka blanks. I mean, that's just what it is. But you have to play the fixtures. I think, you know, I see comments in the chat. Where's Trippier? This is the problem. Like, you can't have Trippier, Son, and everybody else who we have here. Even getting Son is 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 a compromise. Like, you could go Son and Palmer to any midfield, two midfielders. We're, we're discussing all these guys now. I have FOMO for this guy, for this guy. Son and Palmer can afford you a Madison and a Bowen or a Madison or a Mitoma. But we're not doing that because we want to hold Sun. And I think Sun is just that player where he has well, a goal every game. The other question I was going to ask you then before we move off your wild cards, and this is the last one, I swear. Mm -hmm. um, you could afford that if you did what other people are doing and obviously moving off Haaland. 
Newcastle. And neither of you have even mentioned Haaland yet, because obviously I'm assuming that's a non-negotiable for both of you. But there are genuinely people out there, even on not, not on wildcard, selling Haaland to make sure they can get Saka. So, what I mean, for me, he's never left my team. I know I had a little bit of a flutter a couple of weeks ago with Rich. That sounds weird. But saying <laughs> that uh, I was thinking I might get rid of Haaland. And obviously it's gone fairly well for the people that have, but never crossed your minds, you two? No, my my plan was always... If I didn't wildcard, I'd have done, I'd have downgraded Haaland and then I'd have bought in Salah and then I'd have had the wildcard in my back pocket. But because I'm using the wildcard, yeah, I don't want to go against it. Plus, to be honest, we've been given a load of really cheap players. I mean, like Palmer, we've got Simakas, um, I guess we've got Maguire. The goalkeepers are, are dirt cheap. Um, we've got Archer. I mean, to be, McBurney's, something on Archer very quickly, McBurney's injured. He's going for a scan. I mean, there is a small chance that Archer's on penalties as in at the weekend it was said you know archer's not on penalties because mcburney took one now even archer's been given that little bump then yeah, pedro's only what 0. 0.7 more i suppose i suppose i mean look <laughs> my answer to your question on harland is people did it and it made sense in game week eight because he was playing arsenal away as the fixture but more importantly cheap enablers didn't exist, at least not to the extent now, because Trippier still had good fixtures, so it made sense to keep him. Sun, Madison had good fixtures, made sense to keep them. Salah had good fixtures, made sense to keep him. Watkins was still great. So basically, it was more difficult for people to afford a team, and it just makes sense for Haaland to be the make-weight to get to it. We are now saying Trippier can be the make-weight, because now Trippier doesn't have the great fixtures. I know it's not the same price, but you're still going from a trip to Simicast by releasing 2.5 million. So in effect, you are using that budget by selling a big hitter. It doesn't need to be Haaland. Just because it worked in the last two game weeks, because Salah mm-hmm. happened to get two penalties, you know, it is it is what it is. And so maybe in the next two weeks, people, you know, it, it reverts to the mean and Haaland scores a brace and Salah blanks. And then, you know, it doesn't look such a great idea. But remember, he does have a tricky fixture up next, Price. He's got Man United. Oh. He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At Old Trafford. They lost as well yeah. last year, but I know you're yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question, though, on, on Trippier, for example. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I bought him in just as he started scoring points. And I'll be the first to admit, you know, it's been very, very lucky um, for him to get, you know, that many points, that many assists in, you know, such a short space of time. So... I mean, may- maybe it will continue. He had this freaky run last year where, you know, he never got under six or seven points and he was always subbed at the right time. And I'd love to have him. You know, if money was no object, everyone would have Trippier. We'd, I mean, we'd definitely have Trent as well. Absolutely. No, I mean, I'd love to have like Trent and Simicast, but it's just not being able to afford everyone. I mean, Trent, look- did that cross your mind at all, Praz? I doubt it's crossed Andy's mind with free transfers, but... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> And it did, but I just don't have the team value to, ha- or have the luxury to to go for a Trent. I mean, if could I have Trent as my fourth defender and play four at the back? I could, but it's just too much of a sacrifice. And at at this stage, I don't even think Trent is that much better a pick, even with good fixtures, than a Trippier. So then I go back to the Trippier cross my mind. Yes, but I had to sell either Sun or Saka to get to him, and I didn't want to do that. I think the price of Trent's interesting because I did. I didn't. I didn't really think of him as overpriced, but then I was looking at Trippier, how he's almost gone up to seven million, and I was thinking that's expensive. And then yeah. that's when you realise, well, if seven million is expensive for Trippier, then seven point nine is quite expensive for Trent, unless you really trust, you know, all the enablers in mid in midfield. Because I yeah. did. I have managed to do drafts with him, and my like I keep mentioning, my team value is awful, but 
it also gives me a bit of a reminder of, you know, well, remember what our team was like before wildcard. I had Robertson, I had Trippier, had this really weird structure. I still had Pedro up front, I believe. Um, didn't have Watkins, had Carlton Morris. Um, I just think putting the money in defenders, it did cause me quite unique problems. So maybe I don't need to worry about that. They're good wildcards though, boys. They, they look fun. It's, it's just those, like I said, majority of it is pretty much set, I would have thought. It's just those little, especially midfielders, I think. It's those two midfielder spots, isn't it? So I personally, I would give them solid eight out of 10s, both of them. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Praz, you've He's got muted, to look quiet. but he looks angry. <laughs> Praz, I think, I think your mic's unplugged. He looked well, angry. <laughs> well, well, Praz, well, Praz is fixing that, Andy. I had a question about cash, because obviously I don't have much cash in my team. So if I just put mine really quickly on the screen, if you see the team on the right, I've had to really scrimp to get cash in my team, because obviously he shot up in price, top for XG yeah. for defenders. I mean, if you were on wildcard, would you go for like a Conza or a Pau Torres over cash and have a bit more of a bench? Or do you think it's a no-brainer for going for no, cash? This is this is like a couple of weeks ago when people were saying, would you like when you bought Trippier and yep. everybody was saying, do you go for a burn or do you go for a Botman to cover him? And I can remember saying then, no, because those fixtures, like if you don't go for Trippier in those fixtures, you're just going to regret it. And look what happened. Obviously, Trippier went on an absolute epic <laughs> couple of weeks didn't <laughs> he? and i think that's the same yeah well yeah but I, I think you you pay for that luck as well a little bit don't you and obviously he puts himself in those positions and you look at cash's fixtures luton at home forest away fulham at home you're wanting the player that's basically a right winger aren't you you're not wanting to try and get a lucky concert assist and things like that you you want cash there so i think if you can stretch to him i think you definitely do it personally have you got the have you got the fixtures written on a bit of paper no, I've got um, Lego Mane's jump on, jump off matrix on my other screen. Oh, okay. I thought you were reading a yeah. notebook then. No, I, so I don't have a lot of room. So I have one screen oh. here and one screen there. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got. Oh, heights, Prowse, you're still width. silent. Yeah, you are. It might be worth checking the checking the Zoom settings. Possibly. Oh, I heard a noise then. Um, but yeah, the reason the reason I was asking about Villa was just because obviously it's made my bench very cheap. And but then one benefit of having cash and then an awful bench, I guess, is that I could move to a Stupinan if he's back because he has yeah. been training. So mm. whether that's this week looks unlikely, but maybe the week after or the week after that. Yeah, no, I like it. Can't hear you, Praz. Oh dear. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yay! Oh, thank you. Thank hear the me Lord. Now? <laughs> we're, we're we're working off. I mean, I I was gonna say I think I agree with Andy. Keep keep cash. I don't think it's worth it because today Carlos played the match and he's coming off an injury. So I was looking for some signs where maybe cash doesn't play the weekend. It's Luton, man. I mean, you know, it's like you know, you remember what Poro could have done against Luton in the first ten minutes. He had a shot. He almost scored. It's a fifteen pointer, uh, and it's not worth you know any rotation or whatever. I I'm I can't wait to get rid of cash as soon as I get him maybe in three weeks because I think Estupinan is right there when he's ready and you know us wildcarders especially who didn't have cash before are getting on him very late I don't have any value tied up I can ditch him as soon as I'm done with him after Fulham I think I saw a stat today as well that said that uh, the average point scored by defenders facing Villa at Villa Park is in negative numbers 
think it's like wow. minus one, their average, because of their sendings off and the amount of goals they've scored at home, Villa. Wow. I think they're in negative numbers for defenders this year. So it's it's ridiculous. They are so good at home. And so if you can own cash for that fixture, like I mean, that's the plum fixture, isn't it? I'm glad you both agree on cash as well, because it would also help help with my FOMO and the fact that I could switch to Estepinian, because it would be like, there's basically a dilemma. I could have like cash and Branthwaite, for example, or I could mm. go really middle of the road and go like Paul Torres and Dan Byrne, for example. Yeah. But the latter doesn't really do much, as in it's it's probably safer for the longer term. But like we already talked about, there's possibly not to think touch wood, not too much to do with our transfers in coming weeks. So maybe we can just change, you know, cash to Estepinian and and rotate and just hope Simacas is nailed because I guess that's something we've not mentioned. There is some risk um, with mm. with Simacas, I feel. Mm. But yeah, um, I think so. So should we, I guess we should mention Andy's team, even though it looks so, so perfect, should, unless you want to add anything else, Praz? Two questions to you guys. Yeah. Have you, so one for you, Rich, have you thought about keeping Alvarez at all? And one for you, Andy, what do you think of Diaby? So Andy, you first. Uh, so I've mentioned Diaby quite a few times recently saying that I, I was a bit worried and I know Rich has mentioned him a couple of times on Scoutcast as well. He, he seems to be quite a streaky player. And when he does well, he does well for a short a short period to medium period. And then he does go quiet again a little bit. And I'm wondering whether we're just hitting one of those quiet periods at the moment. He, I don't think he is somebody that can cover Watkins. And I know we were having this conversation not that long ago. And I was saying on wildcard that I went Watkins over Diaby because I just thought that Watkins was the pick out of the two of them. I mean, Douglas Louise has kind of emerged. I don't think he's really a pick that people should be going for. Um I don't mind Diaby, and I think for Luton at home and then those fixtures, yes, he's somebody you can get in, but I'm barely seeing him on wildcard teams, which I think says a lot about what he's done recently. Mm. I think, because how much is he now? Six? 6.5? 6.7. I think people are going to struggle to pick him over, say, Matoma, Bowen, Palmer as well, Gordon. Like I think a lot of people are going to be picking those players over him. But you know, if you can have that triple up of Cash, Diaby, Watkins, I still don't think it's a bad move. But I think people will go elsewhere at the moment. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Just to touch on that, I mean, it's been the minutes with him that's worried me. I mean, they've improved slightly. I think in the last game he did a bit better. He's only played a few minutes tonight in in Europe. Hmm. I just don't fully trust his minutes. And I, yeah, I would prefer Matoma. I'd prefer all the midfielders I've got at the moment as well. And I think something we've not mentioned with Villa is obviously the the best fixture is like straight out the gate. You know, it's that Luton at home. Yeah. Then, I mean, they are still good, you know, Forest away and Fulham at home, but they're not as good. This is literally the banker, um, as it were. And even in my Dean draft, just to talk about a Villa player, you know, I potentially would even look to sell him if I went for that one after the Luton game was out the way. Um, and that was to switch. I think it was to Man United defender. Um despite what I've said earlier. So, um, and then Praz, you asked about, Alvarez, or what do you think about Diaby actually, first of all? So I'm, I'm t- look, I think it's Luton at home. I think Villa scoring four goals. I mean, they were in the mood tonight. They've been in the mood. And if it's one of those games, you know, in the Spurs game, we said it had Spurs scored in the first 10 minutes, that could have been four, five nil. Mm-hmm. I just want a second piece. Everybody has Watkins now. So, I just think it's not a bad pick. Again, in the context of Mitoma's right there. There's other, you know, Gordon's right there. After after two games, Gordon's played Arsenal. I'm happy to get to Gordon if I don't like Diaby. I know Diaby plays Fulham at home. But look, we'll have a transfer to make in game week 30. So I'm thinking about him. You know, like in, in the options that I presented, there's the Mitoma and Diaby option. 
I don't think that's a bad one. It's just always with these drafts, though, it's what do you give up? Because I put together a draft the other yesterday. I put together loads of drafts. But um, I, I thought, this is perfect. This is the one. And then someone was like, oh, you didn't want Saka. <laughs> and I just completely <laughs> forgot to put him back in my team. And it still looked really, really good. And obviously, I'm going to have Saka. But there's so many options. You can literally have someone like Saka not in it and still be like, oh, wow, that, that's actually a good team. Yeah, <laughs> and it can do well as well. Yeah. So I guess not picking a play. We're, it's such fine margins. And that's why I'm eliminating DRB with the, with the minutes, rightly or wrongly. Plus, then it even means there's less chance of having a Brighton asset. Um, yes. But you said about Alvarez, Praz. Um, yes, I mean, I it. don't own Alvarez. But this is another thing I'm just think I'm very conscious of on wildcard is that obviously I'm going to start with Watkins. He's the second highest price striker in the game, crazily enough. So he's eventually going to go. He might go after three weeks. He might go after five weeks. But I don't see me keeping him you know, until the blank game week or until Christmas. So he's definitely going to free up a little bit of money there already and Alvarez would be a prime candidate the only thing then would be going through the blank in 18 if I've got Haaland and Alvarez obviously Archer and Pedro have to play in game week 18 luckily Archer will play because he was sold um, because they're playing Villa in the blank he was sold and he didn't go on loan so that's another thing to think about because I have Haaland Alvarez and and Bumo by that point (laughs) yeah I hear you but what do you both think, Alvarez? Any temptation? I I think it's it's less of a do you buy him. I suppose it's tough on wildcard, but you know Harlan and Watkins, you're not going to be able to afford Alvarez, are you? In terms of you can do it instead of Bowen, well. right? Instead of Bowen, you can go Alvarez. Yeah, I for me, I mean, I personally, and I, I you know, I did this on the wildcard. I sold Alvarez pretty quickly, to be perfectly honest, which felt weird because he seems like an absolute gift this season. But it was just because Harlan Watkins and I wanted to be able to play five midfielders every week. It's, it's the, the midfielders I want, and that's, that's that was the problem. And you know, these so many midfielders that are such good value, and Alvarez is still don't get me wrong, he's still around seven million, which is ridiculous for a City forward that's playing and getting assists and everything. But I just I just looked kept looking, and it was it was five mids I wanted every week, and that was the tough thing. Yeah, I, I've I've ruled it out as well. But the next two games, as we said, Man United, I and think they scored three goals. Bournemouth, yeah. I think they scored three, four goals. So, yeah. is, I mean, if people are not on wildcard or have Alvarez, I think you're you're looking pretty. It's not a bad pick at all. If you're on wildcard and get the attacking, you know, the attacking seven right for the next couple of game weeks, you've done very well because there's so many options and there's going to be so much regret and so much FOMO. Um, I keep missing it, man. I was like so close to Wood. Like 10 minutes before the deadline, I had put Archer to Wood, even in my game week 19. And then somehow I was like, no, it's fine. Let me go Morgan Gibbs-White. I'm just missing a lot of these 50-50s. Or, and I just know whoever I pick of the five people, we, we say two are going to do well and I won't have those two. But yeah, it is what it is. Let's go to Andy's team. But you went for the pens, didn't you? So you just didn't, didn't get one. Just didn't get a pen. Yeah. <laughs> so let's cheer ourselves up, Praz, by looking at Andy's perfect team. <laughs> Wildcard team. <laughs> You're bigging this up so much. I know what's going to happen this week. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we're doing it. But, yeah, Gordon's getting benched doing. for one. You know that, right? I know what you're doing. Yeah. Gordon played really well midweek as well. Yeah. Had quite a few chances. Didn't score him, but he had quite a few chances. <laughs> I'm waiting for Rich to put it up because I can't see it yet. It's up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, oh God, that doesn't help me. I can't really see it. Right, yeah, so I've got uh, Ariel Rigo. Um, well, yeah. oh, I don't really need to say it. Is this, is this for a pod as well? I can't remember now. 
Does this go into a pod? Do I have to say the whole team? Um, it does go it into does, a pod. It does. It does. But the deadline is uh, tomorrow, so I, so I don't know how many people yeah, will be true. able to listen in time. So I've got Ariola in goal, got Pedro Porro, Byrne and Cash. I've got Bowen, Madison, Gordon, Son, Salah is captain, uh, Harland and then Watkins as well. I've got Mitchell Taylor, Archer on the bench with Turner on the bench as well. Um, so I rolled my transfer last week, um, which means I this is my team that I wildcarded into. Um, feel pretty good about it. I've got two free transfers to use, like I said. And at the moment, so basically, before I tell you what I'm going to do, I wanted to ask you two this question because so many people want to know what to do in this situation. People want to move to Saka. When I wildcarded, I said straight away, right, it would be Son to Saka. Now, obviously, everybody's like, I can't sell Son. He's playing up top. He's playing up top really well as well. They just seem to be in such a good, fluid moment and he's on pens too. Would you do, so if I go to you first, Praz, would you do Son to Saka? If you if you had Son and he was the only way you get the Saka for free, would you do it? I mean, how can it be the only way? I mean, there has to be another way. If you have two two transfers, and if I don't you know, is that... for anybody else in the community for free? If that was the only way they did it with one free transfer, yeah. I mean, it's easy to give say you can sell Son, but it's not. You can't watch Spurs and say you want to sell Son, man. He's playing up top. He needs three, you know. He needs two chances to score a goal. We're talking about a goal, not an assist. You know, it's very hard to sell Sun. If I was in that position, to be very honest, I would say, "Hey, Saka has Sheffield United, but I'll just find a nice sofa." Then he has Newcastle away, which is one of the yeah. toughest fixtures. So I'll just deal with it then with two free transfers. I might be tempted to do that. I don't want to be dishonest and say just sell Sun for Saka because I'm not doing yeah. it on wildcard. I think quite a few people are waiting for 12. So wait, say, just just forget about the Sheffield United game and then go in 12. But Rich, what would you do? If you could, if you only have one free transfer, no money in the bank, would you do Sonder Saka? Franz makes a good point on there obviously being the Newcastle game after. But I mean, I'd rather have Saka than Son, put it that way. I'd much rather have. It's just, I guess it's whether it's worth the transfer. And I feel like there's always going to be other ways to do it, like Franz alluded to. Um, I mean, let's say you had one free transfer. I'd maybe look at doing a hit if I was, you know, completely set on getting Saka mm-hmm. and, and keep Son. Because, I mean, I, I know how you're going to enable it in, in your team. But, I mean, even if you didn't have, like, expensive defenders, you could maybe look at a hit, do Bowen to Matoma and Madison up to Saka for a hit. It does feel like one of these ones, though, where in recent weeks I've been... I've had I've only had Son and before that I had no Spurs and I've just had to get through certain games where you know I just have to take it on the chin and it hasn't actually been that bad even the other even the other day when Madison got what nine points um mm. and Poro got a clean sheet it wasn't like the end of the world I think sometimes in our heads we can build this up to be the worst thing ever I think Saka's biggest ever FPL haul if that means anything was like 16 17 points the week everyone captained him, or yeah. I captained yeah. Kane, and everybody else. Yeah, that, that was the one. That was the yeah. one. That's, yeah. that's the that's the main reason I remember it. Scoutcast boys did a captain sacker, didn't we, mate? <laughs> we did. We did. That was the only good moment of last year for me. It was, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, so I'd rather have Saka than Son. Sorry, this is a really long-winded answer, but I think I think sometimes you just gotta, yeah, hold your hold your nerve, get through this one. You'll feel a lot better about it if Saka only gets like five points or something. If yeah, I. I'm almost going down the route of if it's if it's Sonder Saka is the only way you can do it, I don't think I'd do it. But I think if you have to get Saka for a minus four, I think I'd just wait till till twelve now. 
I think I think that's the way to do it because if you're taking a hit and he doesn't get anything against Sheffield United and then he's got Newcastle away, like everybody's going to be jumping on him in twelve and you haven't really got that benefit. So I think I would I would wait if you were having to take a hit for it personally because there's you know you can easily get a Brighton midfielder and just say right just forget about Arsenal and get a Brighton mid for instance and, and I, I feel like that's probably the way to go. I don't know if Praz agrees with this, but I'd I'd almost think my biggest priority if I you know let's say I had a team similar to this, my biggest priority would probably be getting Simakas in, despite there's the the risk. I just mm. feel like he's a he's he's a no brainer at his price, and I'd want to get him in as soon as possible while this good run continues. Or or, or an Arsenal defender. Yeah, I mean I think Gabriel. you can take a call if you have none. Yeah. Then Sheffield United is as bankerately cheat. Now we know what happens when I say that, but. Is as banker a clean sheet as it gets. We look at market odds, we look at underlying data, both of them point to a clean sheet for Arsenal. So yeah. I don't see why you would get either Simicas or, or Gabriel this week. Yeah. So on that note, uh, so what I've decided what I'm going to do now, and I obviously had to think about this for a little bit, but um, I'm probably going to do Poro down to Simicas and then Madison to Saka. Um, so it means that I've got Saka for those two games, which I, in my head, I felt thought was the priority. I wanted him for Sheffield United at home and Burnley at home, uh, and then Poro, who using um, FPL team, I was looking through it every week, and I was like, actually, Poro's fixtures for his offender. I know he gets forward, but I wasn't that enamoured by the defend the defensive fixtures. And actually, Simicus, I'm looking at him, thinking I'm playing him pretty much every week. So um, I thought that move was was okay, to be perfectly honest. I've got Mitchell there to sub in for uh, players if I need him to as well. It's just whether Simicus plays every game. But I'm quite bullish on the fact he's going to play majority of games. I know some people aren't, but um, but those would be my two free transfers. So to get those for free and to have Saka there, I'm, I feel quite happy with that. I can't Can spend... knock it. I really can't knock those moves. I've ignored it. I've moved on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely team. Well done. Congratulations on winning FPL. Uh, let's talk I'm, about captaincy. I, I was 2.8 million two weeks ago. Give me no, a break. No, no, it's a good Give team. A it's a good team. I mean, it's not... <laughs> a, and by the way, people wildcarding in 10, we have to ignore it because they, not every wildcard 8 team looks like this. There are other teams that went Salah-less, Watkin-less... Or you know had Trippier and now have to move that and and do some resurgery. So it's fine. And you know looking back, actually my team didn't do too bad in in eight or nine either. It was just that I didn't have Salah captain. So that that made a difference. But I think the team didn't do too bad either. I've got two green arrows as well. So I don't think it's as big of a thing that we make it into. But moving on, you know a lot of people think this week's captaincy is a no-brainer for Salah. But I think if you think a little bit and you say Arsenal have three xG. Uh, you know, projected this week. Uh, so how is Saka? If you think about Haaland, we've talked about Man United. I mean, Man United, even Sheffield United made had a lot of chances against us. Even Copenhagen. I mean, they were the first half. It was seriously worrying. So I'm thinking City score three. So Haaland's not a bad shout. Then you have, who did I talk about? Uh, so Saka, Haaland. Then you have Watkins playing Luton and Aston Villa are scoring four every game. Then you have Salah who's got two penalties and you know, he's okay. But remember, before the penalties, we were talking about Salah as the creator, not really, you know, in the goals. Is there any debate, Rich, in your mind that it's Salah? Do you know what's so funny? I've been thinking so much about wildcard in the little bit of spare time that I get that I hadn't really thought about captain. I just automatically assumed I'd, I would captain Salah. To, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to have enough time to really, really deep dive into it and think of a reason not to captain Salah. Because I'm going to be spending so as a bigger cop out as that sounds. Like I'm going to spend so much time getting the the right team, or hope I get the right team, 
that I think I'm just going to default to Salah. I don't think my brain has capacity to to then take quite quite a big risk. I think there's enough risk around Saka because he keeps getting these little knocks. He's not 100% on penalties. Like, what odds would we give him? I don't know, 75%. Some might say that's a little bit high, but somewhere around that. So I think there's enough doubt with Saka for me to go Salah over him. I wouldn't trust Watkins because he's not on penalties, as as simple as that is. And who was the other player? Hull Haaland. He'd, he'd be a little bit tempting, but no. No, I've wild-carded to get Salah. I think I, I think I have to put the armband on him. Andy, are you debating it? Uh, I, I've spent a little bit of time this week thinking about it, just because Villa are so good at home. But obviously, Rich kind of hit the nail on the head there with me as well, where it's because he's not on penalties. That's the biggest thing. Like It's the biggest thing with Salah as well. Like He doesn't have to have a really good game and he scores a penalty and you know gets a goal and all of a sudden he's on a 15-pointer and a uh, 16-pointer. And it's just, that's the biggest thing with Salah at the moment. And obviously, Forrest away from home aren't good either. Um, you know, I, I think that's still, for me in terms of rankings, it's Salah then Watkins this week for me. And then uh, Haaland's in fourth and Saka's in third because I do worry a little bit about Saka as well. I do worry that obviously we're getting him in, but he could easily go off on like the 70th minute or something just to try and arrest him a bit. So I think Salah's there, but Watkins is close. I do think Watkins is close. If he was on pens as well, I think I'd probably go with him this week. Yeah. I, for me, maybe I've watched Man United too closely in the last two games. I'm worried <laughs> about Haaland. I mean, for me, it's Haaland who's close to Salah. And the other thing is, Yes, you say Forrester bad away from home, but that was actually last season. Like yeah. this season, we don't have enough sample for away home, but I think mm-hmm. we have enough sample as overall nine, nine, ten game weeks that actually they're like a tenth, eleventh worst defense. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not Luton. So yes, Liverpool attack is also one of the best in the league, so it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying it's not as good a fixture as we remember it from last year. I have Haaland at the back of my mind. I think I'll probably go with the sensible Salah choice. But I know, I know what we're going to get. I, I, Man City are going to m- massively crucify us. And maybe as a fan, I'm thinking, maybe if I hedge a Haaland captaincy, I won't feel so bad when we get smacked. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's not the right way to play. But uh, I, I worry, I worry. Looking at our team last two games, even though we won, it's not good. Mm. It's a fair point. I don't think of Forrest as like in the Luton or, or Sheffield United or, or Burnley category. Um, so basically the promoted teams. But... Is still Salah at home. Um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I mean, I think it's it's such a great week. And yeah, you could probably put arguments forward for so many different captains this week. Yeah, Indeed. it's good. Just got to make sure you own them all. Yeah, that's going to be the stress because also the deadline's tomorrow. It's not long after work ends. Salah's just scored a goal just just then. Um, Pedro's off. Pedro off on the he? 78th minute. Yeah, Pedro's... Yeah. Tempting. Oh, yeah. I, I want some opinion from Brighton fans. I think I'm going to go down that route. I think it's going to be hard to resist. Talk to Az, talk to Joe, talk to FPL Instinctive and uh, Simple Go. I think... Uh, and hope they say, yeah, he definitely starts. Yeah, then I'll get some confirmation bias, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I think Zoff mentioned on the wire, nobody can predict Deserby. I mean, he's even worse yeah. than Guardiola. You could have Lamptey play right wing next game. And, yeah. and nobody, Gross could play. Anyone could play. Yeah, it's it's the unenvial job the people who who try and predict that. That's the hardest one, one by far. I'm just hoping these injuries make it a little bit more predictable. But yeah, I mean we've got what less than 24 hours now to the deadline, so I guess we haven't managed to talk about goalkeepers or anything much. But 
Oh, poor Andy. Uh, poor Rich. Yeah. But you crossed 50 minutes and I definitely blame Andy for doing that. Yeah, we've overrun now. We've overrun. Yes, sorry, Lance. <laughs> sorry, Lance. But no, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, don't forget in the description, you get 30% off at Fantasy Football Scout. And I believe that's about to end quite, quite shortly. So last chance saloon. And wish us luck with our wild cards. And we'll be back next Thursday, I guess. Next Thursday, indeed. And thanks for joining us, Andy. No worries. Thanks for having me. Bye.